Hello, welcome to Hope Community. Uh, we just want to say welcome to all those who, are, who, have, uh, who have been searching, you spiritual nomads, you ones that are wondering, we want you to know that you're welcome here. Uh, those of you that, uh, that just want to connect, you're welcome. There's always room at our crowded table, no matter how crowded it gets, no matter how many people show up. Listen, there's always a place at our table, no matter where you come from, no matter how you identify, no matter how you see yourself. Listen, there's a place at our table. It's always open, open for questions, open for dialogue, open for you just to chill out and relax. Find hope and peace today. There's a place for you. And we just want to say welcome and thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. If you haven't checked out our website, wearehopecommunity.com, please do so. There is a ton of stuff on there. Uh, there's videos uh, from the past Sundays. There's um, some great blogs that we have been putting out lately. And then also there's a place for you to give in to what we're doing right there on the front page. Scroll down a little bit, you'll see a green give button. If you click there, it's really simple. It'll take you, uh, it'll actually bring up a little box. You can fill out a few things. You can even set it for reoccurring. Uh, it's simple and it's easy. And uh, if you feel like, hey, I want to give in to what's happening at Hope Community, that's a way to do it. And we appreciate it a lot. Um, we have been talking about the very good gospel, how it's actually good news and it's good for us. In the last couple of weeks, we talked about judgment, like what it really is. And uh, we kind of took that line from the Princess Bride. Uh, you know, you keep saying that, but I don't think you know what it actually means. And we talked about that passage of scripture about judge, not lest you be judged, and how... Um, we should look at the plank in our own eye before we look at the speck in our brother's eye. And we talked about a lot of, you know, that's been so misunderstood and how that passage of scripture is actually about self-reflection and how we go to war with other folks because of stuff that's within us. Like the plank that's in us that needs to be looked at, we've repressed it and pushed it down so much that now we're not only at war with ourselves, but we start wars with other people. And how it's good to take some times in mindfulness, find ourselves, self-reflect. And hopefully you've taken some time to look at some of those journal prompts that we posted this past week uh, to kind of dig deeper and, and, and look inwardly and find healing. And as always, we want you to know that if you feel like you need to talk to someone, it's good. You know, videos like this are good. Conversations are good. Coming around the table and talking about this stuff is great. But sometimes you need to talk to a counselor. Sometimes you need to talk to a therapist. And we at Hope Community, you know, we believe that's part of the Creator's ministry. Um, and there's folks that's, that, that are, are professionals that can help. And we will post links here on this post where you can call some folks. Uh, you can find some places where you can find some online counseling or even schedule some places now that things are opening up to go and talk to somebody. It's a good thing. All right, so today let's just start with um, let's start with some breathing. And I, you might be like, why did you start doing this on uh, every time you come on here? You talk about breathing in and breathing out. The reason why is think about this: we were all created with a breath. Humanity. That's how we. That's how we started, right? And so, breath is a connection to life. And so, when we breathe in. And we breathe out, we're actually coming into connection again with the Creator 
and with life. And something that I started doing uh, recently is just this little prayer, if you want to call it mantra, or, or just this meditation that I've been doing in the morning when I wake up, and just taking some time to connect uh, with spirit, connect uh, with life and love. i just been kind of saying this as I would breathe in and breathe out. Well, just while I'm drinking my cup of coffee, it normally takes about 30 minutes, you know, to reflect, be mindful, drink a cup of coffee. I'll sit and I'll breathe and I'll do this. I'll breathe in and I'll just say to myself, I calm my body and I breathe out. And I'll say, I smile and I'll smile. Because there's life in the smile. And not only that, if you didn't know this, that there's so many muscles here in your face. And when you smile, something happens. There's a reaction that takes place. It, it does something. It brings life. It's almost like, you know, like a slap in the face. It kind of wakes you up a little bit. And so I do that. I breathe in. I calm my body. I breathe out and I just smile. Take a, take a drink of coffee. Drink a tea. Whatever. I wake myself up and, and I just breathe in and I and I just make this statement. I'm going to dwell in the present moment today. And I breathe out. I know that this is a wonderful moment. Right? And if you want to get like, if, if you feel like, well, that's just a little too whatever and you need to add, make it more... Jesus-y, just say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Now we'll rejoice and be glad in it. It's the same exact thing, right? You, what you're doing is you're just connecting with spirit and connecting that place deep on the inside of you that just awakens you to the life that you have right now in this moment. Ah, it's so good, right? So let's start with this, okay? We're just going to do the kind of the same concept, but we're going to look at Matthew 11, 28 through 30 and just breathe and take in the day. All right. So we just breathe. Come on. Humble and gentle one. You are the rest for my soul. True vine and gardener. I abide in you. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Be still and know that you are God. On earth as it is in heaven, your grace, this is a good one, is enough for me. Let's do that one again for today. Your grace is enough for me. There is no fear in your love. I will not be afraid, for you are with me. You are our refuge and our strength. Breathe it in and breathe it out. Both day and night belong to you. I find rest in your shelter. You surround me with love and your tender mercies. Let's breathe this one in. Ready? You fill me with life. And with good things. The peace of Christ guard my heart and my mind today. Good stuff, right? So that wasn't just, I'm sorry, that wasn't just from Matthew 11, but that was from several different passages of Scripture. If you would like that uh, 
prayer, meditation. I I'll post it here in a little bit so you can have it. It's just good stuff. Good things to do in the morning to wake ourselves up. All right. So let's let's talk about the very good news again today. Is it all right? <laughs> um, so something that's going to start happening when you start taking time to reflect, when you start being mindful, when you start going inward to find healing and find compassion and empathy and learning to love yourself so you can love your neighbors, so you can do to others that you want others to do to you. What's going to start happening is a four-letter word that we all know well too, well too much, and that is fear. Fear is going to start creeping up, and uh, you're going to you're just going to get a little nervous. The reason why is because you've been told your entire life that you're not supposed to focus on you, right? You've been told your entire life that maybe that you're a dirtbag, that you're nobody, nothing, going nowhere, that you're not good, that you're wretched. You're a wretched sinner. Ugh, and you're not worthy of nothing. And basically, God had to come and kill himself. Think about that for a moment. God had to come and kill himself so you could find reconciliation and peace. Really? God had to... Think about that. So Jesus is the Son of God. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So basically, what we've been taught, most of us, for our entire life, is that God had to come and kill himself so we could find peace hmm i don't know if that really makes sense and it but it sure does help with the fear aspect because you know we've talked about religion before and how religion likes to control folks because if they can control folks then they can keep them in check and more importantly get their money and their livelihood and their life get keep getting people to give themselves volunteer right to the point to where they just are done and worn out but they got to do it because of fear because we don't really check and fix the stuff going on deep on the inside of us because we feel like we can't get that stuff fixed because we feel like we're not good and we're not allowed to be good and we're not allowed to feel good and we're not allowed to be happy and so we have to keep doing this other stuff to eventually we get to a point and a place to where we're up the ladder enough to where, oh, finally, right? And that just doesn't happen in religion. The same thing happens when it comes to, to life itself in school. Like, when I, I'm going to go to school, and then I'm going to graduate, and then I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to go for this amount of time, and then when I finally get to this place, I'm going to try to get this job, and I'm going to keep doing this job, and I keep going for this job. i got to try to achieve this amount of money in my life, and then possibly I could get married or and, and possibly... Uh, have kids and possibly get the house and the car and the dog and the cat and keep doing all this stuff because I don't really feel good about myself until I get all these things because I'm not really a good person unless I have all this stuff, right? <laughs> and so what motivates that and what pushes that forward is fear. And fear can be a good thing and fear can be a paralyzing thing see we are all born with this thing in us and it's it's a good thing 
uh, it's something that we had uh, way back in the past. Uh, you know, when there were like, you know, saber-toothed tigers and we lived outside and finally learned how to do fire or whatever. If a bear showed up, saber-toothed tiger showed up, something that tried to kill us or another group of another tribe, we had this fight or flight thing in us and the fear in us would cause us to get up and run. Like if you came in contact with a saber-toothed tiger, the best thing probably to do is to run, right? That fear in us instilled in us to take off and run. Well, the problem is, is now that we live in such a society and culture to where, yeah, you know, there's not a saber-toothed tiger around all the time and there's all this stuff, but guess what? That intuition or whatever is still within us. And so anytime we come up against something, the basic instinct in us is to run from it. And so when it comes to this stuff on the inside of us that needs fixed, that needs help, that needs healing and all that, um... What happens is the basic instinct in us is to run from it, to fear it, to, to get away from it, to never focus in on it. And so it just sits and it stews. And the major reason behind that fear is because we've been taught our entire life that we're not good and we're not worthy of love. Now I want to read something to you. This is 2 Timothy 1.7. Paul's talking about the Spirit, and he says the Spirit which God gave us was not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. The Spirit is not one of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Now, hold on a second. If we weren't loved, if we weren't uh, good, if we weren't, uh, you know, if humanity wasn't what it is, created in the image of the creator, then this wouldn't be a thing, right? We would have the spirit of fear. But the message here is, listen, wake up, folks. You're loved. You're, you are divine you're created in the the in the image of the divine that is who you are so you don't have the spirit of fear you don't have this this in you to where you need to be afraid of the stuff that that needs to be fixed you don't need to be afraid of the stuff that's around you the injustices uh the 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 oppression the other things that are happening you don't need to be afraid of those who need help you have power, love, and a sound mind. And once again, is that talking about something way off in the distance to be achieved? Is that talking about something that you have to work towards? No. Paul is saying that you have that right now. You have power, love, and a sound mind because you are created in the image of the divine. And that's what you have. And so what I want to challenge you with is this. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, Sensei! I'm going to say it again. Fear does not exist in this life unless you allow it to. Fear of change. That's not, that is not uh, something that you should be afraid of. Fear of finding healing and looking inward. Is it going to, is it going to be hard to look inward and, and, and find, uh, 
what's really going on there and looking at it and seeing it, is that going to be hard? Yes. Will it hurt? Yeah, probably. Will it feel like suffering? Yes. But I'm going to tell you something. As you walk that out and work that out, it's going to make you a better person and it's going to bring you closer to who you really are. And more importantly, you're going to know how to empathize and sympathize with other folks. You're going to learn compassion because you're going to find compassion for yourself. And see, that's the thing. I know you've been taught like me your entire life. You're not allowed to have compassion for yourself. Right? I got to die daily. You got to kill yourself. I was listening. I grew up in a household that we were told preach, pray, or die. It's hard for me to talk about because I lost my dad this year. Or la- yeah, at the end of, of last year. And when he talked about it, I knew what he meant. But other people grabbed it and took it to a whole other level. I took it to a whole other level. See, my dad lived a life of compassion and love and had empathy for other folks. And he... And he he tried to teach that in some of the churches that he pastored in the poorest parts of West Virginia. We would go out and take this bus and pick up folks and didn't matter who they were, didn't matter what they looked like, it didn't matter how they saw themselves. Wherever it was, he'd open that bus door and welcome people in and take them to church to find hope. That's what he tried to teach me how I took it was that no matter what no matter how I felt no matter how down I was no matter what was going on inside of me I didn't matter what mattered is I had to do this task to achieve this goal because I want I because if I wanted heaven if I wanted to escape hell then I had to do all these things and so there was so much in me trauma pain, hurt, I just shoved down. I've always been different. I've always been seen as the black sheep. And instead of looking at that and seeing it as, yeah, I am different. And the reason why I'm different and the reason why I see things differently is because that's how I was created because that brings me into connection with other folks that feel the same way or I have a different outlook to bring about a, to bring about a conclusion to get to a better place. I'm outside the box. That's a good thing. But I was, I always felt like when I was growing up that it was a bad thing. And how, how much of a bad person I was because I thought outside the box. Funny story, I remember. Um, I, always, I, I, I really didn't like the King James Version of the Bible. I didn't. I had a hard time reading it. And I loved to read. I started reading when I was in kindergarten. I'd grab books and my teachers were always like, holy cow, like we can't believe that you're reading this. And it's because my mom taught me before I even went to kindergarten how to read. And so I love books, but I had a hard time reading scripture because I this all we had was the King James. I'll never forget my grandmother bought me a new King James, which was in, you know, plainer English. I could read it, understand it. And so I devoured it. I devoured Old Testament books like it was like it was like a pizza. 
I loved it so much. I'll never forget the first time I got to go to, to Sunday school with this Bible that my grandma bought me. And, and I was so excited to talk about, you know, I'm, I'm like young, I'm eight years old. I'm excited to talk about Daniel and the lions and all these things and all the stuff that I'm seeing in it. And it comes my turn to talk and I'm told I'm not allowed to read from it. I'm not allowed to talk about it because I read from a, uh, basically a heathen Bible. And that caused something in me to make me feel like I wasn't good enough, that I uh, was bad for having this after having all this excitement. And so I pushed that down. And it created fear and, and questioning and looking for deeper meaning and stuff. And it took a long time for that to break off of me. It took a long time for me to realize that what was given to me was the spirit of fear, and that's not creator. That's not God. That God actually gives us power, love, and a sound mind. And I'm going to tell you something. I hope you're ready for this. If you want to have a sound mind, then you got to learn to ask questions. I don't know what's happened in uh, Christianity and the church in the West, especially in America, where preachers, so-called theologians, think that you're not allowed to ask questions, that you're not allowed to think outside the box, that you're not allowed to actually go, hmm, does it really say that? Does it really talk about that? I don't know where that's come from, because can I tell you something? That's not a sound mind. It's not. Because a sound mind knows how to grow. A sound mind learns how to, and I know you're not going to like this, some of you are not going to like this word, but a sound mind learns how to evolve. And so I'm here to tell you today that perfect love casts out fear. So whatever fear that you're feeling today, the fear of looking inward and finding healing and, and working on fixing some of that stuff and 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 uh, having compassion for yourself. That fear, listen, perfect love casts it out. Maybe you've had a fear for so long because you are different. Like I said at the beginning of this whole thing, when I welcomed the spiritual nomads, the ones looking, those that 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 just are different and, and don't identify the same way as everybody else identifies and, and have really been uh, picked on and even especially lately, been judged a whole lot by the church. I want you to know, listen, perfect love casts out fear. You don't have to be afraid for being who you really are. You are created in the image of the divine. And I want you to know that you are loved today. I'm not gaslighting you. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm telling you the truth. You are a good person. You are loved. You're created in the image of the divine. And you're allowed to breathe in and say, that's who I am. So fear does not exist in this dojo. <laughs> fear does not exist in this community. Why? Because perfect love casts out fear. And that, my friend, is good news. 
That is good news for you today. Perfect love. Agape. Cast out the fear. So don't be afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm just do not be afraid of those who have called you so many different things. I have so many friends. Hey, my, my, I myself have been deconstructing. Oh, that dirty word that the Gospel Coalition and so many other fundamentalists don't like. I myself, many of my friends have been going through deconstruction. They don't like it. And there's fear attached to it because if I start asking these questions, does that mean I'm, I'm no longer this or that? <laughs> Perfect love casts out all that fear. If there's all this fear and, and, and worry in you because you are different or... Maybe I shouldn't use the word different. Maybe it's that other people have judged you as different, but you're just trying to be who you really are. Other people are mad because you now identify a certain way or, or see yourself a certain way, and, and you're starting to, to just come out and, and just be yourself, and you finally feel free, and so many people are pointing the finger at you and looking at that, that, that what they consider a speck without even looking at the plank. I want you to know, perfect love casts out fear. You don't have to be afraid for being who you are. I just invite you in, like I invite everybody else, to do some self-reflection and look and find some places. Is there some places in you uh, that's keeping you from loving your neighbor as yourself, from doing good? That that's what that's what I want, right? That's what I, <laughs> I get so caught up on everything else. But but what in us needs healed? so we can bring healing to other people. This has been good today. I hope you've uh, been able to connect in some way and find freedom from fear. So we're just going to take a moment right now. I just want you to breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. I love um, and I'm, his name is escaping me, but it's a it's a it's a monk uh, from Vietnam that that had spent time with Thomas Merton, who I love Thomas Merton. If you know me, you know I, I dig Thomas Merton. And back here on my bookshelf, I have a ton of Thomas Merton books, and I've been reading a lot of them lately about contemplation and mindfulness and and taking time in the mornings and evenings to meditate and just focus and find healing for yourself and he's written a lot of good books about that um but he shares this just simple message that this monk from Vietnam shared with him and he says that breathing in and out if you take time to recognize and focus in on the breath in and breath out is actually freedom because our breath comes from the creator and the creator breathes freedom so today there's freedom from fear and to close today out number one I, I said it once I'm gonna say it again if you need help you need someone to talk to listen we're gonna post some links here in a second you can uh, hit any of those, call any of those numbers, and find professional help. Like I said, these videos and stuff like this are great. Conversations at the table are great, and they can bring healing and help. But sometimes we need a little bit more. 
So don't be afraid. There's no shame in asking for help and looking for help from professional places, okay? But let's close with this. I'm going to read from 2 Timothy 1.7 again, but I'm going to read it from the Mirror Translation. And as I read it, I just want you to breathe in and breathe out today, okay? Here we go. Become fully acquainted with his gift in you. There is nothing fearful about it. The dynamic of a mind liberated in the spirit of love is fearless and unstoppable. So perfect love casts out all fear. And when your mind is liberated, when your mind is transformed in the spirit of that love, it's fearless and unstoppable. So I challenge you today, live fearless, live unstoppable because the perfect love that you were created from. Thank you guys for hanging out today. We will see you this coming week.